evening and welcome to Resistance TV. My name's Sean Bloor. I'm going to be your host for this evening. Tonight, we're going to be talking to Steve Gower. He's a co-founder of Insulate Britain, and he's also an he's been an advocate for homelessness people, uh, homeless people for the last seven years. Um, he's recently had a documentary film made about him, which will be shown this year in a film festival and be coming out later next year. So he's open for invites for people to come and ask him to come and do a Q&A and, and play his film. And he's also found a solution for homelessness. So I'd like to welcome uh, Steve. Let's add you to the stage. Hi, Steve. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Thank you, th thanks for joining us, Steve. Before, before uh, we start, I, I'm not the co-founder of, of Insulate Britain, but I'm a very proud member of Insulate Britain. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. We've we've put that straight then. That's fine. <laughs> So, Steve, tell tell us about how you how did you become an advocate for homeless people? How did that all start? Uh, I I was homeless myself, um, and I was appalled with the conditions that were of the premises and the facilities that were there for the homeless people. Um, I wasn't street homeless, but it was very on the skin, you know, pretty close to it. And I got put in a house of multiple occupancy uh, with individuals that I would not normally uh, associate with or talk to other than where I was put, I was actually sharing a bathroom, toilet and facilities and what have you. Um, but I got out of that. Um, it took me about six months and I couldn't work out why the guys that were in there and the women that were in that other H HMO I was staying in weren't getting the help that that they needed to get to where I was, which was in a and a rented accommodation and my independence back. And uh yeah, so I, I I basically learned a bit of bit of law regarding housing and homelessness and I advocated for them. And that wasn't that was just the beginning of the story because I soon found out that where they were putting these individuals, it wasn't fit for purpose. And uh so that brought me on another another journey. But yeah, Is that's that basically how you I became was... involved in Insulate Britain. Yeah, I I, I wrote, I, I worked with a colleague um, who I, I can explain things as in talking wise orally, putting it on paper and making it make look look like sense. I wasn't that wasn't my forte, isn't my forte. But um, she helped me, and we we talked, we sat together a number of hours, and she come back and she put it into a section, you know, of how, how supported living should be. Um, that was 2019. Um, but I always knew there was something missing. The problem I had was that um, the stigma of having somebody that was, or a number of people living opposite you in your neighborhood um, that were homeless and, and, the, and the, the stigma of that, you know, well, we don't want them by us or anything like that. And I live by a house of multiple myself now and I have done ever since I moved out at the HMO I was living in and there's always an ambulance or a policeman or you know what I mean it's noisy and what have you drinking but I didn't I wanted to get rid of that stigma and it was bugging me really really bugging me so how so, how did you um, come about doing that well what happened was was that a, a very good friend of mine said to me uh, there was a guy that's doing a 
uh, got a meeting in Stroud called Roger Hallam um, of Insulate Britain. And I was very interested, to be honest. And she said, oh, you've got to meet him. You've got to meet him. He's all environment and, and, and he wants to save the planet and what have you. So I, I begrudgingly went there and uh, he was telling us about this new campaign called Insulate Britain. And when he mentioned about the housing and insulating properties and the savings, cost savings that could be incurred by doing that, as well as saving the planet, it, it struck a chord for me. Um, I was living in poverty myself, fuel poverty. I wasn't working, so I was a volunteer advocate. Um, and I was, you know, in the arrears with my electric. And it, he, without, I don't even know if he still realizes it. I did thank him for it <laughs> during the course of the campaign. But it, 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 it brought, it gave me an idea of what could, what could happen in this country for not just homeless, but all the vulnerable people and those living in council houses, especially, so we improve their life, their lively lifestyle. So what I'd done was, um, went on the campaign from day one, um, with some really great friends and comrades and, uh, we uh, done our campaign, and after the campaign, then um, the documentary uh, was still being produced. Sorry, um, regarding uh, homelessness, which is what what I was I was being filmed. Um, it's called Black Dog Way, and that carrot that shows from day basically not twenty nineteen to twenty twenty two. This crossed crossover where I had the, the light bulb moment of thinking, yeah, I got the, I believe I got the solution for it, not for everyone. Fantastic. And can you tell us more about what you think councils and the main government should be doing about homelessness? It, in a nutshell, there shouldn't be no one on the street. That's not just me saying it. That's the law. Yeah. Um, in 2019, so why are they breaking the law? Why are they breaking we're the law? We're allowing them to. Because we're allowing we, them to. We are. Right. Yeah. Okay. The people. I don't think people know, in... though, did. I didn't know that it was against exactly. the law. Believe me, yeah. If, if you, I wrote a, I wrote a, this is a motion that I wrote back in 2019, 18, sorry, 2018. I got it passed through Unite Community in 2019 if, with a number of colleagues. Everyone is entitled to live in a safe and warm environment within their own home and live without fear. Simple. It took me about a year to work that out. I thought I was so clever until I read the Human Rights Act. And if you look at the Human Rights Act, which none of us have because we weren't taught in school, we were told about it. But if you knew about the Human Rights Act, everything I've just said to you is all written in there and more. If you look at the what's happened in the events now in... Um, if you don't believe me, if you don't, if you look at the events that's happening now in Gaza, and the fact that the international courts are involved, it's all tied up. It's all tied up in the same same thing. At the end of the Second World War, all the countries of the world, all the countries of the world, apart from a couple, and I'll name three at least: Taiwan, Yemen, and Gaza, uh, Palestine. There's a coincidence, isn't it? But they've got to be invited all right but all the rest of the world boom china america um who else us whoever 
all the big shots all signed it as well as everyone else in Europe and, and Asia and what have you. So we're tied to it unless you want to come out of it, which we're all told, oh, the human rights act is no good. Well, it's, it's no good for a reason because it's good for us. Our, our grandparents, our great grandparents fought and died for it. And if you think, I've been think, I've had a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> yeah. I might be wrong. I might be right. I don't know. But there was two things that I think that happened uh, in 19, uh, 1948 when it came out. One was there was a lot of young men with arms, all right, bringing their guns back home from wherever, from Germany and what have you. So we were we were locked and loaded, all right, or we knew how to we knew how to fight. I'm not not I mean about that generation knew how to fight. Um, and the other one was they wanted Israel, and. They come up with a compromise, or I believe they come up with a compromise with the Human Rights Act. Great, we've signed for it. So, oh, Steve's just frozen for a second there. Everything I'm going to talk about is regarding the Human Rights Act because I worked that out myself regarding homelessness, and we're seeing it for ourselves in Gaza because they can't, what they're doing is against the law, international law. What they're doing here in the UK is against international law with regards to poverty and housing. The special rapporteur turned up at our doorstep in 2018 and wrote a massive report regarding the poverty this country was in then. They are doing... It's, it's, we're talking criminal court here, action. My, my personal thing is, if you, if my personal thoughts are that everyone that has been involved with since 2010 and even beforehand, if you take it with the illegal wars of um, Iraq, should be in, at least in, in a criminal court. So you're talking with the likes of from Tony Blair up until Rushi Sunak. If it's not on a criminal court with regards to war crimes, then it's regard to human rights crimes and what they've done here. So we've got the law on our side. Everyone knows about it. The law on our side is called the Human Rights Act, as I mentioned. And um, that, along with the criminal international courts um, that everyone signed up to, which Britain seems to forget, and America, but their time will come, um, that uh, even with regards to homelessness, we got, we've got the law on our side. Um, and that's why I intend to, 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 to say and to transmit to everyone, let everyone know we've got the law on yeah, our side. We- we need to be shouting this from the rooftops, don't we? So that people know. Absolutely. Like I say, I didn't know. Um, there'll be millions of people in this country that don't know that. Um, so where do we go from here then, Steve, uh, apart from shouting out from the rooftops that we've got that, on our side? Where where do we go from here? Right, you need a plan. Yeah, you need a template. Um, um, I've written a template with regards to homelessness. Uh, four steps with regards to the support that's why i've worked out in 2019 um so that's with regards to homelessness you need it like a triage which we used to be called a shelter or a night stop yeah so you get a you you produce a, an accommodation that's fit for purpose obviously with all the the fundamental utilities that you need like a kitchen bathroom shower bedroom they'd be nice 
I never had one. I only I had to share mine when I was in there, and many other people's do because that's what they do. They they put a t- uh, the current template now is to get a terraced house, get as many beds in there as you can, and get them on with it. Get on with it. Um, and it won't work. And it didn't work in twenty two thousand and twenty one when we had the COVID, because as quick as they were putting the guys and girls in the hotels, lo and behold, they were being kicked out again. And I got footage of that and, and evidence, and I suppose a lot everyone has got around the country some knowledge and knowledge of some no knowledge of that. Um, so that's un, that's undisputable. That everyone in proved exactly how bad the homeless system was in this country. There was no support. Um, so what you do is is that for me personally, the problem with um, the accommodation, which should be the easiest part, um, was was it for, for, fit for purpose? Well, I'm, I'm providing. I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm trying to make a pilot project now, pilot unit that is self-sustainable. So it runs off the electricity comes from off the grid. So it's either solar panels or solar panels and wind, or solar panels and wind and hydro depending on if you've got any water course near you. All right. Yeah. But basically producing your own electricity and recycling the water that you use. So instead of like, I, I can't say the figure, say it's a thousand gallons a year that a person would use. Actually, it's only about 40 gallons a year because if you recycled it, you could reuse that water. That's what I intend to prove. And also, um, we'll filter it with filtration, obviously. And, uh, Recycling the grey water as well, which that would have to happen because obviously you can't do that with the, with the drinking water, but that's mm-hmm. questionable as well. Um, uh, so that's what basically my pilot is. So when you've got, and I do believe this, it'll work. Uh, it works. The units are livable with one person in it already, but on the mains, on the grid, uh, there's a number of facilities using that sort of idea around the country, um, but mine will be off grid. And what the plan is, is that I don't only produce electricity, but I produce too much electricity because don't forget, and this is another mandate as well, another position that's got to be put forward. This will be properly insulated. All right. This unit will be a, an EPC rating of uh, B, which means that it's, it's, it's as best as you can get you know, in this day and age, near enough, better than any houses that's being built today. I mean, council housing or, or new housing. Um, and it'll be fitted with uh, uh, low energy appliances as well. They're a bit more expensive, but then these things are at the moment because not many of them are, are being used. So I'll end up with a, a unit that's an EPC rating A. Now, with that, I won't need quite so much electricity because obviously you won't be drawing so much off my solar panels or what have you. So I'm hoping to produce excess electricity for a start. What do I do with that? Well, at the moment, you can have that contract with a, a, an, an uh, electricity company, all right? And they'll give you a couple of quid back. My proposition is that you can keep your money. I, that money, that five or 200, 500 quid or 200 quid won't keep me warm over winter, all right? electricity will all right so during the summer months i plan to put the the 
the electricity, the excess electricity into the grid. And I want a electricity distributor to sell that to whoever he wishes, to all them people in this country living in uh, houses with an EPC rating of C, which is what all the government um, parties, the you know, um, Greens, um, Labour, Tory, Lib Dems, whoever, are all saying C. That's not good enough. A is the best, and that's what I expect for every man, woman, and child in this country. A. They're going to say it's going to cost thousands. I'm going to say, yeah, well, so, so be it. Doesn't matter. Do you put a price on the life? Because you've been doing it so far. At the moment, from, well, put it this way, since 2010 until the present day, I believe that 300,000 disabled people have died from uh, sanctions imposed by the Tory government. They're not my figures. 300,000. Yeah, that's not my figures. That's from DPAC. Yeah. All right, since 2010. That's not my figures. That's the DPAC. All right? I thought it was about 130,000. I was put straight this summer. That's from sanctions, all right? That is incredible, so this, yeah. All right, okay. That's just then. Then they got the COVID period where they put them all... Uh, that's another, yeah, another topic, obviously, where they put all the elderly in, into the, the nursing homes. That's another criminal court thing, and mm-hmm. that's far up the air, okay? So where was I? Yeah, so what I was going to do was, yeah, ask the, ask the electricity company to, to sell it to all the people that have got cold homes, and they'll pay a stack of money for it and make a load of money. But I don't want the money back. I want the I want the kilowatts back. All right. Yeah. As and when I want the kilowatts, I will distribute them to who and where I wish. Well, we will. Okay. So the scenario could be that these units will be in your local community. All right, four or five of them. All right, and any excess electricity could go into the local doctors, local hospital, local school, or to a mother with. A single mother with children who's, you know, struggling with electricity bills, and we pay the electricity bill off. All right, simple, you know. So it breaks down the barrier about the stigma, I should say, of having what people would think as or bad burdens. All right, that's the easiest way to say it. Actually, putting something into the community without without lifting a finger, and also yeah. with the save with the savings of not having utility bills, their disabled money, which is already there, all right, they're already entitled to, um, can be put into proper support. So they'd have a stable lifestyle, as in a a roof over their head. They get the services, the wraparound services around them, which has been cut to shreds. And that's the reason why the criminal court comes in, because don't forget, it's a human right. Without the Human Rights Act, you wouldn't have the NHS. Without the Human Rights Act, you wouldn't have social care. Without the Human Rights Act, you wouldn't have a roof on your head. It's all written in, even the unions are recognised in the Human Rights Act. All right. So we reintroduce them with with that, okay, in mind. Um, So we pump money into, or pump electricity initially, back into the the local community services and all local people or what have you. Hopefully then that will ring a bell with the the locals that are there 
the psychology of the locals are saying, well, little Johnny now is helping me. I was giving, I was giving him a fiver or something to get on with, you know, to, to pay for it while he was sleeping on the street. Now he's got a place, but he's not even got any utility bills. All right, I want a bit of that. And then you get the council properties, or, yeah, the council properties, insulated. But as I stress, not to a C, but to an A. All right? And if they're not fit for purpose, or it costs too much, then knock them down. Knock them down and put new build on. But not new build 2023 style, which is why I went on the middle of the road in 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 Insulate Britain and told a builder, what are you going to work for? Because you'd be building crap, basically. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, it's not fit for purpose. All right? There's going to be people impoverished and 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 in being controlled by utilities like oil, gas, or what have you, new utilities. When you could have your own independence, you could have a you could have a facility that you're living in with very very low utility bills or none at all. And in fact, if you've got excess money, you could possibly give electricity to somewhere else in your community. Right, Steve. So so what we need what we need is community uh, so what you're saying is is community electricity uh yeah a way of collecting this for different communities now i have heard of projects similar to this happening throughout the mm. country already uh where communities yeah. have, have set up their own electricity generation uh there was uh, a guy who set up uh, it through um using a water mill he set up a water mill yeah. And that's, that's making electricity for his community. It's it's he's selling it back to the sport the sports centre or the community mm-hmm. centre, and I think he's local doctors. And um, so it is doable. These kind of yeah, things you, are doable, you... but it's obviously having the will for for the government to to finance it. And they won't do it. Structure in place exactly. They won't so do what, it. What happens? So how do we do it? You you just mentioned a windmill. Right, you imagine, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight million homes with solar panels on, all right, that were that were in homes of EPC rating A or B, okay, I would say A, all right, so you're, so you're saving the electricity as well, you're definitely producing it too much, because if I put, say, 10 solar panels on this, this building that I'm living in now, I would still have to draw off the grid because it's EPC yeah. rating C, all right? Um, so every house, every social housing or every council house, we've got to have it by, we've got to have A, A rating. All right, in five right, years. So this, so this comes back to the insulation again. Yeah. Now, there was an, another idea that I had. I don't know whether you've thought about this, but my, my brother keeps sheep and every year yeah. he has to have them sheared and mm. um, he has to pay a five pound per sheep to have that sheep sheared and then he can't sell his wool. He has to then dump it. Um, So we've got, we've, we must have thousands of tons of wool going to waste in this country every year, which could be gathered up by a government body, um, washed and used for insulation free of charge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And rather than using the the man-made stuff that we use now as a full of petroleum, all right, let's use the let's use the wool, let's use the Absolutely. whatever. All right, insulation. I agree with you entirely. The walls would have to be thicker, 
all right, okay, inside and out, all right, because it'd be insulated a bit thicker than what the man-made stuff is. But yeah, the the petrochemical one is, but so be it. All right, if them walls are normally eight inches thick, let's make them twelve. What's the difference? Okay, or fourteen inches. Okay, I myself, I got a colleague that does exactly the same. She she showed me the wool that she's got off her sheep, and I'm I'm thinking exactly the same, Sean. We could use that mm-hmm. now. What I'm hoping to going back to my pro, the pilot project <clears throat> is I will have to use to get it off the ground straight away because I want it proven. I'll have to use petrochemical ones, yeah. All right, you, you, yeah, you, you, you stuff. All right, I just want to be able to prove the fact that once I get it to a certain rating, I don't care if their walls are four inches thick or 12, it doesn't matter. Right? We can adjust that to suit because they're manufactured as, as you wish and to have the facility to put whatever for this particular pro, uh, pilot whatever insulation you want in it so it could be that yeah you would want uh, some of these units for your homeless people because and you've got sheep wool there but it could be anything else it could be paper it could be what um whatever insulation that they can get hold of mm-hmm. you want that facility you know i'd rather use that steve yeah so you slide that in into it all right but the pilot, <clears throat> like I was saying, I just, at the moment, I've got to prove, and I do believe it will work, uh, that A, I can live in it 12 months of the year without no power cuts and what have you. And I don't get typhoid from drinking the water that I'm drinking yeah. or get sick yeah. or whatever. All right. I want to yeah. prove that myself, which I believe all the filters, it's all already invented. All right. It's already there. I'm not asking for anything. If that already made, all I'm doing is putting it all together. Yeah. But if you imagine a unit with regards to the homeless side of it, where you drop, because these don't need planning permission, all right? So when you go to your council and say, right, I want to put five units here on a bit of, bit of grain, I want a bit so of council what these units? Yeah, what would these units look like, though? Would they just be like a, a little square pod, or what would it be like? Yeah, they're about, they're, they're about 30. They're about for a single person. They're thirty-two foot. Yeah, a single able body. They'd be thirty-two foot by ten. Now, don't forget, this is temporary accommodation. But within that, there's already people living in these units from the grid, like I mentioned earlier on. They're transportable. You don't need planning permission. So in that time, what I'd say is, is that you, you, you'd say, I want, I just want to drop these pods down here, right? These units, um, five of them for two years or a year. And see how to prove to the community that the homeless are being helped and to prove to the homeless that they could put something back into society and get rid of the stigma that they've been living with for many years by producing too much electricity in their own homes. If after the, the time period comes, the community gets on with the, with the homeless and the homeless get on with the community and they, they've got all their services around them and they've been helping putting electricity in this, that, and the other in a little community. The facility will be there then to say, right, I want planning permission to drop five brand new grade A, EPC rating A houses on top of the, the site that we've got these units on, and we'll lift these units and take them away. So they've got a permanent structure. You will not sit there already built these uh, EPC rating A. That's what I learned about the Insulate Britain. These properties already exist. All right, and we're being fobbed off with not an EPC rating A, which they are, or A plus plus plus, but with a C. 
all right? We don't want a C. If there's any political party out there that go for a C, they're ripping you off, all right? Because that's 1960s or 1990s, all right? Uh, it's like having a Betamax tape when we're living in the 21st century. I want the yeah. digital one, all right? That's the easiest way to say it. I'm not going to get fobbed off. We're not going to get fobbed off. We're, we deserve more and we, we, we want more, all right? It's not our crisis, what's happening across the world with the oil, all right? I can deal with us, as in the people. We never voted for it. So I want to stop the reliance of fossil fuels, and I want to keep warm in the winter, and I want to be cool in the summer. All right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want mm-hmm. and I don't, don't want to pay the earth for it. That facility already exists. So all these, all these parties, and I've had an, in, 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 an issue with a Green Party member, Oh, they're insulating our houses. Yeah, what's back? Oh, I don't know. Well, find out. I bet you it's a C. Because we're due better than that, all right? I didn't sit on the road, and neither did 120 of us sit in the middle of that road, got arrested dozens of times to be fobbed off with a C. All right, an EPC rating C. There's A's out there, all right? So that's the first first demand, EPC rating yeah. A's. All right? That includes the homeless as well. Well, it, it's a really interesting idea, but people are going to say, well, there's other issues rather than just housing um, people who are homeless because um, homeless people can have, they can have mental prob- mental illness, they can have alcoholism, addictions, uh, drug addictions. Um, surely all of that needs tackling. The whole thing needs tackling tackling from beginning to end and mentoring these people getting them back on their feet getting them into jobs because the other big problem if you're homeless is you can't get a job you can't apply for a job because you've got no fixed abode um but by giving them one of these units you are giving them an address so that they can start to apply for jobs um, so how, when, when how would you what, say we should be we helping with all these other issues around homelessness? You just take the unit, yeah. I just mentioned for homeless people, yeah. For for an instance, when you're bed blocking, all right. When you're bed blocking in a hospital, and they got to choose between a homeless person and a little old lady, the homeless person will go on the street. All right, they will discharge them. I can't live with that, all right? Or they'll discharge an old lady or an old man into a property that isn't fit for purpose because if their physique or their mental illness has, has changed, but they've still got that home. So that home can be a burden, and the fact of not having a home can be a burden. So why not put some of these units... So why not put some of these units on the hospital grounds, all right? So while their home is being transitioned, put their home... Put, these put them in these units they'll have the support care there as well all right so that the trainee nurses who are on mental health issues and stuff like that can train on the guys and the, on the old ladies and the old men before they go back to their homes rather than pushing them out either into the street or into a property that is unfit for purpose for their actual their, the for their living accommodation all right mm. these units could be put anywhere all right, they they could be permanent, all right, because people aren't living in them every day, 
all day, all week, all month, all year. They're just short term until their property has been set or the fact that they don't have to go back on the street. With the fact of what you'll have eventually is a pod, I say a number of units, five or six, that will encompass using the the services that are due us, which I mentioned earlier on, all right, by the Human Rights Act, which is the social services, which is cut to the bone and not worth the papers written on, and um, the healthcare, I just mentioned, they're already um, discharging people onto the street, all right? Now, I'm not getting at the individuals that are working in that system at the moment. It's above them, all right? They, they're working long hours for low pay, and they can see the injustices every single day. I'm talking about doctors, nurses, social workers, care workers, the lot. For a start, when these five units I mentioned earlier on, imagine this now, right? I could put an advert in the paper when this is up and running and say, right, I want a care worker or a key worker or whatever, and put the title as, who has free living accommodation, no utility bills, and a living working wage. Believe me, anyone watching this now, only as a social worker or care worker, would rip my heart and off to say, yeah, I'll take that, as long as I'm, you know, they're single or what have you. Oh, I forgot to tell you, these units can be built for family size as well. So if you have got children or a husband or what have you, or kids, no problem. We can make them two, three, four bedroom, all right, for temporary accommodation, all right? So if they have got kids, um, what have you, they could even bring their family in, all right? So we'd have a four bedroom one and then three or four homeless pods around there, yeah? What I'm saying is, is that it doesn't have to be this way. And you have to start somewhere. And to prove a point, these units need to be put on the ground so people could see them and the potential of them, and especially for the worker and the homeless person. I'm saying homeless. Don't forget, you could be a refugee. All right? Would Absolutely. you rather be in one of these? Would you rather be on a boat and get uh, Legionellas? All right? And overcrowded and, and other things happen? Or an earthquake? All right, and, or something, a natural disaster, and live in a tent. Or would you want Gaza? All right, and Gaza will be built again. All right, and if there's something I can give to some people like that, that are homeless, not from their own means, because society has let them down. All right? Yeah. The world has let them down. All right? And there was one comment from, I just mentioned to you about a film. Some people say that. We, as in all of us, are ordinary people. We ain't. We're extraordinary people. We're the brains. We're the ones that got the ideas and the ones that help each other when times are hard. And the 1% will come along and pinch that idea and take it away from you and make a lot of money. They may pay yeah. you a couple of quid as well, all right? No. We look after our own. If they want to make money, I'm getting political there. If they want to make money, make money. If they want to cause wars, cause wars. But you'll fight them, not us. Just leave us alone to look after ourselves and get on with your fantasy world, which I don't want to be part of, and I think billions of us don't want to be part of. Enough is enough, and and we've got to start somewhere. And the home is the most important place in a human being's life. There's nothing more important. Absolutely. How do we finance this, though, Steve? 
Ah, right. Glad you asked that. Um, right. Homelessness, yeah? For a start in my town, I can get a million quid like that. All right? That's how much money is going in minimum for my town and city. You may not know it where you are, but there's money to be made. All right? So for the homeless issue and for my project, my unit, I'll say, yeah, I want the contract next year. No, I'll just have a contract for five pods and let's see how we get on with it, yeah? Bringing the community in that template that I just mentioned to you and see if it's better so than what we got. Will be given, so that contract will be given to you from the council? Yeah, the contract comes up. Yeah, it, 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 in every town. There therein lies an issue because yeah, we know on. what we know what the Tories are like. They want to give their contracts to their to their mates who are going to make a quick book yeah. out of this. That's uh, why there's so many homeless. They'll, and they'll they'll charge the council an absolute bloody fortune for these units instead of doing them at cost price, like you would. This isn't this 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 project of mine I'm talking about will never get off the ground with the establishment that we got now whether it be red, blue, or green, all right, or whatever the colours you've got, all right? Yeah. So it's got to be us that dictates what's going on. It's us that's got to make the the uh, the mandate, all right, to say this is what we're going to do if we get into power, all right? And we here's the figures for it. I've already got the, the, the money, all right? The money's already here with these type buggers, as you keep saying, yeah? The money's there for, for my units, the homeless, and guess what? If I make some more money out of that or make some more energy out of that, I will give it back. I will give it to the community rather than the chair, the shareholders or what have you. All right. That's that's the sort of language that's got to be sent around this country. And yeah. I am telling you, it will fly. I, it will fly. All right. Because those that, that <clears throat> I'm getting more interest from people talking to me now that are working. Why? Because there's more people working in poverty now than there was five or six years ago. All right. I was living in poverty five or six years ago. And I decided to go back in to that community of homeless people to find out what the heck's going on. For an instance, right? I learned on very, very soon after I would become homeless that um, I asked a land registry in my city how many properties do we own? In, in Gloucester and the lady on the ran, land registry said why is that Steve I said because there are crown jewels and this was 2017 and she said Steve we have no crown jewels I went on a picket line with the land with the land registry that were on strike last this summer I think it was I asked them the same question and they give me the same reply we got no crown jewels we got nothing all right so the first thing I would say is that with regards to finance, to, we, we've got the start of it, all right? They've already given us a million quid for the homeless, right? How many empty properties have we got in this country? Now, if I, I know how many I got in this, this town because I asked about four or five years ago. We got thousands, yeah? <clears throat> that lying git, that backstabbing person they call a leader of the Labour Party today, Keir Starmer, I remember him mentioning it in 2018 that he would get an order to repossess homes. I doubt if he'll ever say that in his lifetime again, all right, like he's backtrailed on everything else. But there's a way in. He, he said it, and there's got to be a way in, 
we repossess all the empty properties. You give him six months, the owner will soon turn it up once they got people living in it or moving in. And if they don't, then it's ours. All right, it's back to it's back to ours. All right, we refurbish it or we knock it down and we build new, whatever. I'm talking that that stance. We ain't messing about here. All right, we don't want to tickle the sides. All right, we got to have a mandate to say right. But that's the that's the other thing though um, that I've always thought about is that you know I I, I know I've, I live near Manchester and I know of several very very large buildings that have been empty for donkey's years, decades. Yeah. And I've often thought that if the council would give over those properties for the use for homeless people, yeah. they could, in, in effect, help to build their own housing within those yeah. big buildings or renovate it. They'll be learning skills. They'll be learning, you know, the, the skills of, of construction, joinery, electrician, yeah. plumber, all sorts of things. And they could literally... Solar panels today. Yeah, they could literally help to build their own house um, and learn skills and get a job and everything else at the same time. I mean, am I I being a dreamer there, Steve? In my world, it starts from those that will never work again. All right? This is the my world. All right? My world, there's people that I advocate for that will never work in their lifetime. They may be younger than me, but they're probably older than me. Some of them are younger. All right? They will want to work and they do want to work and they're being used and abused when they do. All right, believe me. Um, so the instance for me is is that for me, why I'm doing the homeless side of it, is because of those three hundred thousand that I just mentioned now disabled. All right. All right, they were sanctioned, all right, because they couldn't they could walk up a stair or they couldn't walk up a stair, whatever. Yeah. Whatever whatever algorithm all right, an algorithm is a major word, all right? It's a death sentence. All right, algorithm, remember that word. Because when I was unemployed, when I was unfairly treated in my workplace, and I won the case, and then I went back to the uh, DWP to say, I won my case, and they said, sorry, Steve, the computer says, no, we've already got you down as giving up work. I had women on the end of the phone, when I say mainly women, that were answering, and I was pleading with them, I'm on £5 a month, I can't live on this. There was people that I was advocating for, homeless, giving me cigarettes, I smoke, roll-ups, yeah? They were giving me, and buying me, me cups to tea. All right? I, they That was because it was an algorithm. All right? An algorithm is a killer, but it's only a killer, but I wouldn't use them anyway, because everyone's different. But it's there's a programmer, yeah. So someone makes that program of an algorithm. An algorithm so thing, you, is a, an algorithm is a set of instructions inputted into a computer to give you an answer. Yeah. So somebody has put that set of instructions into that computer to give that that specific answer. So it's it's not the computer says no. It's whoever has given those instructions yeah. says no. Absolutely, yeah. Some, so it's a death sentence. Some, some civil civil servant bureaucrat that's come, you know, instructions yeah. have come down from uh, a government so, body. Yeah. So I would personally start with them individuals. All right, they're already been persecuted for the last thirteen, fourteen years. All right. Then we got the people that are also not disabled, physically disabled, but being care homes. All right, in the care of this country's state. 
and there's some stories there. Because what I'd love to do is to get these individuals in an accommodation where they feel safe and warm and live without fear, and then prosecute. All right, what's going on? And I wouldn't only prosecute those from in care homes, I would prosecute those that may have uh, incidences where they were mistreated with um, the housing side, all right, the disabled side of it, and the council's dereliction of duty for, for not looking after these individuals. There's a lot to, there's a lot of people and prisons. There's a lot of prisons that could be filled, all right? And they need that threat, all right? They need that threat, the likes of um, those that have just turned their, turned their head, turned aside, yeah? But still in power, still in power within the community, all right, within the, within within um, their local, local town. But then it goes up yeah. to the prime ministers, like I mentioned earlier on, all right? From Blair right up to Rishi Sunak. You lock up one of them, and I'm sure with what's happening now with the criminal courts with South Africa, with what they could do with that animal in Israel, that would be the template. We had it in Nuremberg. All right, I was talking about war crimes, yeah? But these are criminal, civil, criminal, not criminal cases here. Yeah, nothing nothing ever happens to them, though, you know, then we, even then though... No, they say, oh, we'll do our own investigation. No, yeah, we, we will we'll do, do it. We'll do our own investiga investigations and we, we've learned our lessons and that's all you ever hear from these people. I'm, I'm not talking about... Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, but they're covering their own backs. All right? Exactly. This is what... Yeah. This is a party. I want a party that will end homelessness and and produce justice, all right, for those injustices. justice, yeah. All right, and that's going to be on a mandate as well, yeah? We promise to take these criminals to court from the bottom to the top all right yeah. they may not all go to jail all right I'm, I'm talking about the council and god knows what whoever it is that we the injustices we see here but i'm talking about definitely with the with the, all those that are in parliament all right mm -hmm. that are supposed to be representing us they got one job to look after us that's it one job well and i've already mentioned number one <laughs> yeah but uh, that's the sort of party I want to be part of. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely, and um, and that's what we're that's what we're trying to uh, to grow with. We've been trying to grow with the uh, first of all uh, resistance uh, TV and the, the um, resistance people's part uh, people's party. Um, and we have then uh, in, amalgamated our membership with that of the Workers Party of Britain. Uh, and we firmly believe that when our manifesto is published, it will probably be February when it's published. Um, people will have something very proud of to vote yeah. for. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I remember. So, I remember um, going. Also, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Steve, I was going to say sorry before. We're we're run we're running out of time. So, <laughs> okay. um, we're going to have to try it. We're going to have to try and wrap this up as best we can. Okay. Is there anything else that you'd like to say? And I'd also like you to just say a bit about your uh, the film that's coming out about you called Black Dog. Uh, Bl Black Dog Way. Black yeah. Dog Way. Yeah. Um. um and well, well, etc. Yeah. Um. Well, thanks for having me on your on your program Sean it's been brilliant um what I was going to say was that soon after the campaign of insulate Britain uh there was a lot of strikes going on with the dockers RMT and what have you I got involved with a lot of them and every every picket line that I went on 
I looked him in the eye and said, I know what you're scared of, and you should be. There's nothing out there. All right. So I get the provision of the workplace. I've worked in a workplace, obviously, myself on a construction site. I know how important it is for safety. But I also know how that sometimes the workplace can be safer than a home. And I couldn't, didn't think I'd ever say that in my lifetime, but it is. All right. Some people go home and they can't put the electric on. All right. Or they can't feed themselves. This needs to change. But we start, I personally start from the homeless. And when they get empowered, watch out because they're a different book came all together. They, they are amazing people. All right. And then with that, they and the electricity and energy and resources they've been empowered with to the community and work from the bottom up. All right. Um, the, the, the documentary is, yeah, sorry, the documentary is out in, in uh, March at the Stroud Film Festival, uh, and then it'll hopefully be distributed around all the festivals in Britain. Uh, it's called Black Dog Way. I think that's the hashtag Black Dog Way, and you'll find it on Google or what have you. I'm also doing tours uh, with regards to my um, ideas regarding homelessness with the unit that I've just mentioned on here and the possibilities of that little unit being a bit more a bit more pokey and than you that people believe and uh, a lot to help other people as well and that's um there's a GoFundMe page called Blue Lantern Blue Lantern GoFundMe uh you'll see my ugly bug yeah you'll see my ugly mug on the Go GoFundMe page we need a we need a bit of money all right but it's not a lot and um how much would these good. units cost, Steve? The first pilot one will cost about 60 grand. Yeah, all right. right. So I need 60 grand to get this thing and prove that it'll do what it says on the tin. All right. Once it's gone, once it's working, all right, and it, I've proved that it's up and running and it can do what it does. If we're talking thousands, the, the prices will come down. And compared to how much life, how much do you put, money do you put on, on, on life? Um, because this thing won't just promote homes and homelessness it'll, pr it'll prove what can be given to the council property all right to the social housing and to the private sector as well all right yeah. With the more yeah. materials we buy quality of life yeah yes the communities right. will benefit and every, exactly. everybody benefits don't they everybody benefits yeah. from a home and it's not me saying it yeah. it's the human rights act from 1948 before it was any of us were ever born <laughs> well, that's, that's too. <laughs> we don't need to go backwards, all right? We've already got, we just look at our history, all right? They fought a war, millions died, and this is what we were given to appease us. So we don't need to fight another war to come back to the same standing point of a human rights act. We've already got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen to that, Steve. Well, Thank you so much for coming on, and um, you know, hope hopefully we'll chat again um, as and yeah. when this project gets built. You know, I'd love to come down and film it being built and do a chat with yeah, you about it and all the you yeah. know how it's going. Um, I'm on tour. Fantastic. I'm on when tour. You if you put my tour? name there, I'm started it now. I'm doing it in February. I got a gig in Pontypool. Uh, I got a gig. In Stroud on Saturday. Um, I may have a gig in Bristol people, soon. I knew you'd ask me get, that. Get you to uh, come round to there. Steve, Steve C. Gower at gmail.com. Steve 
C Gower, all one word. Yeah, at gmail.com. Gmail.com. We'll, we'll put I've all got a car. In the <laughs> You've got a car. Well, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's petrol, so, but don't tell so, no one. <laughs> all right, but is this, is this, is this unit ready? Are you bringing this unit, the unit with you? No, the unit, the unit is in picture stage at the moment. All right. So right. it's it it's it's been designed, and it's changed. It's morphed in three years. All right. Mm -hmm. The only thing it needs on it now is to be built. It can be built. All right, and it can be tested. I just need the funding to, to pay for the kit. You just need the funding, and you can you can if you want to help Steve out, you can go to the GoFundMe at uh, yeah. Blue Lantern. We'll get all these dis uh, uh, links in the description below, Steve, so that people yeah. can click on them. Um, thank you so much, and um, I look forward to speaking to you again, and I look forward yeah. to seeing you soon, hopefully. Yeah, definitely, Sharon. All all right. Right. Thank you all. Cheers, thank Steve. you. Thank you. Cheers, Dave. Bye-bye.